Attention. 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 This is an emergency broadcast of the Screen Queens News Network. This is not a test. I repeat, this is not a test. Please remain calm. Remain in your houses and stay tuned for further information. Your survival will depend on it. Greetings, everyone out there in the Screen Queen's listening audience. This is Zachary Fackery, your on-the-spot reporter for the Screen Queen's news channel. As you can hear, the city is in a panic after thousands of people have been infected with a kind of mania after seeing the movie Annabelle. If you have seen it, you may already be infected. Get yourself to the nearest medical center at once. Symptoms of the disease include boredom, falling asleep, uncontrollable giggling, and the deep sensation of being robbed of your $12. I turn you over now to our main headquarters where Patrick will fill you in on the rest of the story. Over to you, Patrick. Yes, thank you, Zachary. And God bless you out there. Stay safe. Now, a movie has been released, as we all know, called Annabelle. It is a so-called prequel slash spin-off from last year's super hit The Conjuring and writing on the good faith from that movie. They have tricked audiences into going to see a huge piece of crap. In case you've been living under a rock for the past six weeks and haven't seen this endlessly played on television, let's take a listen to the trailer. John, wake up. What's that? Next door, I heard a scream. Stay here. I'll go check it out. John? Is everything all right? Oh my God, you're covered in blood. Go back inside. It's not mine. It's not. Go back inside and call an ambulance right now. Go! You survived. You don't come out the other side of something like this weaker. What is there left to be scared of? This is the last of them. How did that get in there? I swear, I threw it out. Things must have got mixed up. There, she fits right in. Is a ghost. 
Demons can attach themselves to objects. Protect your family. Who are you? Of course, Annabelle is a doll that was introduced in the first film, The Conjuring. Annabelle is based on a true story, as was the original. This, however, is a huge piece of shit. I mean, a huge lie. A huge stinking lie, because this story never happened. This is a complete work of fiction, so right off the top, I'm not happy with you, movie. But what's the problem with it? What's the problem, Patrick? Well, I'm telling you. Calm down. It commits the number one sin of making a horror movie. You can be lots of things. You can be low budget. You can have bad special effects. You can have not so great actors. But the one thing you can never be when you release a horror movie is boring. And Annabelle is dull. Dull, 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 dull. Well, what about the R rating, Patrick? Ha! That's one of its traps. I have no idea why this movie was rated R. Because The Conjuring was much more frightening and intense and felt like it should have been rated R. This, however, could have been rated PG as far as I'm concerned. There's no language, there's no nudity, there's no gore. So what is it? Well, I think it is what it is. Early on in the movie, I'm not spoiling anything because it's in the first ten minutes. Our main couple, the whitest white people on the face of the planet, are attacked in their homes by a pair of vicious killers who have murdered the neighbors and now are there to do the same to them. And in the process, our pregnant heroine is stabbed in her belly. Is it graphic? No. But something tells me probably an act of violence like that committed against a pregnant woman will probably get you an R rating these days. And the thing is, it should have been shocking, but it's not. Why? Because this main couple of ours are boring. They are wooden. They are stilted. There is no chemistry between either one of them, and they never really seem to react to anything. And when they do, it's very, very fake. Miss Thing here gets stabbed in the belly, and you think a pregnant woman would be like, oh my god, my baby, but she kind of just has the same look on her face like she has the rest of the movies, kind of blank. Hum. Do I say something now? Kind of a look. It's very hard to be concerned about her. It all turns out all right. She has the baby, and the baby is fine. They were very, very lucky. Except we discover that these two who broke in were part of a cult. A part of a cult that were trying to summon a demon. And now it seems that the woman is haunting the doll of Annabelle. Now the movie opens with a flashback to a cut of that scene from the first film where the three nurses were talking about their experiences with the doll. However, they cut out a little certain piece of something in this version that was right there in The Conjuring where the Warrens, you know, the psychic couple who came in and solved everything, the real-life psychics that have Annabelle, which, by the way, is a Raggedy Ann doll and not the thing that you see in this movie, but that's not the point right now. They probably couldn't get the trademark because it's owned by Mattel or Play School or whatever the fuck it's owned by, but here's the thing. They said flat out in the original movie, which, assuming we've all seen, because the advertising for this movie does nothing if not 
throws the fact down your throat that this movie is from the people who brought you The Conjuring, and Annabelle is from The Conjuring. So they're playing on our goodwill here. They're playing on our faith. That if we like this first movie, we'll like this second movie, and hopefully they won't remember. We are stupid. They think we are stupid because we won't remember that the Warrens said flat out, listen, it's telling you it's a little girl that's lost her parents and you want to help her. It's lying to you. It's not a little girl. It's not a ghost. It's a demon. So we already know that. As a matter of fact, we know pretty much everything about Annabelle long before anybody in the movie does. Why? Because we've seen the first movie. And plus we know from the title, even if you haven't, if you've seen the trailer, if you've seen the title, based on the title, based on the poster, we know this doll is bad. So we spent 75% of the movie waiting for our really boring, super white, white people to realize that the doll is the cause of all, their, all, of all their problems. And this might be interesting, but it's not. It's very, 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 very talky. Talky, talk, 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 talk. And when it's finally revealed that, oh, by the way, it's a demon in the doll, it's presented like, Tom! Again, we already know that. We saw the first movie. We know. We know. Don't give me a twist. That ain't a twist. That is a straight line. A straight line to the bullshit pile. That's what it is. Right there. The best actor in this movie is the baby. Flat out. The baby's adorable. I love the baby. Now, some of you are shocked. You're like, well, well wait, 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 wait. Isn't, isn't Alfrey Woodard in there? Yes, and I adore Alfrey Woodard. And of the adults, she is the best thing in the movie, but she is wasted. Completely wasted. She really has nothing to do but to dote on the whitest white girl ever and be the magical Negro character normally played by Morgan Freeman. They're like, okay, we can't do Morgan Freeman in this role. Let's get Alfre Woodard. So she's got no depth. And all she does is reminisce about her dead daughter. We hear more about the dead daughter than we know about this character that's sitting in front of us right now. She's got nothing to do. Bad movie. Bad, 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 bad. And the thing, too, that is really, 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 really strange is that Annabelle, the title character, the thing that we're going in to see, we want to see this doll wreak some havoc. Annabelle is like a minor player in a movie with her name on it. There's very little of the doll. Now, okay, they made a conscious choice, an artistic choice, that this isn't Chucky, this isn't Child's Play. Annabelle's not going to be getting up and running around. Fine. But most of the stuff isn't even happening in the house. It's happening so far away, and it's so distant from the doll. There's no reason to suspect the doll. But we already do. We know already. So we're waiting for everybody else to catch up. And while we wait, they talk and 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 they talk. Except for this really sexy scene, because the dad's the the whitest white man is a doctor, and he's also, you know. Blank, blank. You know, I was hoping they would do something with him, like a Rosemary's Baby kind of a thing, where Guy wasn't all that he seemed. No, because they kind of led you that direction and then didn't go there. But here's the thing. He sat his wife down at one point. He's like, listen, I know you're going through all kinds of trouble. How about I come home from work early tonight and we'll sit down and we'll have a nice candlelit dinner 
And then we'll have an adult conversation. Bradford lost his shit. Bradford was appalled. Nothing I have heard more since this movie happened is Bradford using the phrase adult conversation. We're not going to have sex. We're going to have an adult conversation. Oh, fuck you, white is white people. Somehow this baby was conceived with our genitals never touching. Why? Because we're white people. And that would have given us at least a PG-13 rating. Or something interesting to watch. Show me some titties, for God's sake. Wear something diaphanous, for the love of Christ. None of this happens. Characters are introduced that completely disappear. Plot lines are introduced that go nowhere. And in the end, it's like, okay. That was not worth the two-hour wait. There is one genuine good scare in the middle of the movie. One. Is that worth going to see it? I don't think so. There are maybe two creepy scenes. The problem with them is they go on for too long, like a scene in the basement where she's being terrorized by something, some supernatural thing. It goes on for too long, and it becomes comical. My audience was laughing at it. That's not the response that you want. That's not the response you got in The Conjuring. Absolutely not. This is the problem, I think, when a director turns a sequel film over to his director of photography. Because there's no suspense. There's no movement. There's really no fancy camera work or interesting camera work. It's a very flat movie. Flat dramatically. Flat musically. Flat, 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 flat. 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 Is it flat? It's fucking flat. The best reaction that happened. There's a scene where whitey, whitey, white girl. She meets these two kids in the hallway of her building and they're coloring and they're not supposed to talk to her because she's a stranger and they're moderately interesting. We never see them again, even though one of them allegedly made these drawings, even though we know she didn't. These crayon drawings, a series of drawings that are showing mom, whitey, whitey, white girl, walking with the baby carriage and slowly a truck approaching them and running over the baby and the cartoon of, the little cartoon drawing of the baby carriage being hit by the truck with blood everywhere and mom in a little triangle dress with her little stick figure arms in the air going, ah, I laughed my fucking head off. And once I did, so did the rest of my audience and it went on and on and on and on and on. It was the biggest reaction that happened in the whole movie. And for the most part, everybody seemed to leave feeling incredibly disappointed. Could I spoil it? I could, but you could probably guess the ending. There's a whole weird thing like, oh, well, the demon wants a soul. So, okay, is it after the baby? And then we find out, no, it can't take the baby's soul. A baby can't give away its soul. It has to be seduced. But then it takes the baby. And the mother thinks she's going to have to trade her soul for the baby's soul. I'm like, but we just learned that you can't name the baby's soul. The baby's going to be fine. It can't hurt the baby. What's happening? And then what happens is just like, was that supposed to be moving? Because it wasn't. No, I didn't spoil anything. Trust me. It's a mild twist, but it's kind of an obvious one when you're in this situation. And you know what? Just don't go. Don't give these bastard people your money. They're playing you. 
They're playing you because you actually put out a good movie last year. I enjoyed the hell out of The Conjuring. Even, you know, if it went along a little too long, I got a little silly. The mood of it was great. The atmosphere was great. You got great actors. There's so many great moments of suspense and mystery. There is none of those things in this. No suspense and definitely no mystery because I've said it a hundred times now. We already know everything. Except not to go. The one good thing that happened, even though it could have happened better. I got a letter earlier, uh, before the last podcast. Just as I put the last podcast out, I got a letter from Tim and Liz. Who the fuck are Tim and Liz, you say? Well, in the episode previous, Tim and Liz won the shared title of Scream Queens of the Week. Because I sat behind them and as above, so below, and we shared our misery together. I had gotten an email from them shortly. Uh, I, I, we've been chatting all week, and I said, oh, hey... I'm going to see Annabelle tonight. Maybe I'll see you there. Maybe we can meet up for drinks. It didn't happen, even though it turned out we were at the same screening. We just didn't see each other. And they felt exactly the same. They said, Tim sent another letter back, said the same thing I said. The best actor in the movie was the baby. And again, we are a hit with a horror movie. Well, we, as in a group, we're a hit with a horror movie that has absolutely no scares. He pointed out that she's trapped in an elevator at one point. And she keeps hitting the buttons and winding up on the same floor, the creepy basement. And he pointed out that the girl didn't even try to hit any other buttons. She just kept hitting the same button over and over. Because personally, if I had gone back to the same floor for the fifth time, I'd be hitting every button in the goddamn elevator. She kept hitting the same one because she's the whitest white girl ever. It would be too much an inconvenience to everyone else in the building if I tied up the elevator for that long. So I'm just going to hit my floor. Ding! Ding! Didn't die, white girl. Die. Die. Annabelle. Just. It's an embarrassment. It's. Is why I don't like to go see things in the movie theater anymore. And it's a shame because the group experience is the way it's supposed to be. But you don't have to. And for those of you who have already seen it, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I couldn't save you. Get yourself to the hospital. Get yourself checked. Maybe get yourself some nice meds. Maybe you could share them. Whatever. I didn't get nothing because I'm strong. I am invincible. But wait, I did get a letter from one of you. And the letter is from none other than our very own evil tree, listener Mel from Toledo. And he says, I saw Annabelle on its opening night with a friend for his birthday. The movie was a complete snoozer of a horror movie. Not to say that it didn't have a few genuine decent scares, it did, but it was entirely way too feely, quote unquote, to even try to be a good horror movie. It was essentially a lifetime drama about the godliness and the importance of motherhood and a mother's sacrifices for her children, with some Satanism and a creepy looking doll that looks creepy and does nothing thrown in for distraction. And seriously, on that last point, None of the events or hauntings or scares have anything to do with that doll. None. I was thoroughly disappointed. So was I, and he's absolutely correct. However, the saving grace of the evening came because of the crowd of urban college students watching it with us in the theater, whose reactions, good and bad, were hilariously entertaining and made for a community experience. Good. That's awesome. That, and we brought a Raggedy Ann doll with us. Because the real Annabelle doll from the Warrens accounts, you know, the one locked away in their museum of wrong evil, is actually a large raggedy Ann. Yes, I know, I just told them all that, but thank you, Mel. And the birthday boy proceeded to use it to scare the bejesus out of the two women sitting in front of us. It was epic. 
and it turned out they had a great sense of humor about it for people whose underwear were no longer salvageable. Ooh, you made them to a duty, Mel. That's hot. And by the way, thank you for writing the review. And Mel gets a gold star and a kissy face. Mm. But you know what? No kissy face. This is an emergency. Boycott this goddamn movie. This is another greedy money grab from Hollywood playing on our goodwill and our intentions and the holiday and the faith that they built up with us with The Conjuring. And you know what? I will not be fooled again. You know when I first heard that Annabelle was going to get her own movie, I kind of said, I don't know. And I was right. Because daddy's always right. But you know what? This is an emergency. Tell your friends. Avoid the theater. Because if they don't, there's going to be panic in the streets, panic in the sheets, panic in the sheets. Ooh, that I could deal with. And of course, maybe panic in the disco, just because why not? Now, since this is an emergency episode, there are no voicemails this time. You will be hearing from Homer Mars and about Demon Knight later in the week. Because this is the season of The Witch. And this was the review of The Bitch, and The Bitch is me. Good night. Stay safe. End of broadcast. broadcast.